When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. That'll do. We're back again. It is the Raw Milk Review. My name is Josh Cook, and I am joined, as ever, by Callum Gibson. Gibby, how are you? Yes, anyway, Chief, yourself? Yeah, not so bad, mate. How's it going? Uh, Happy New Year, I guess I should say. You can just about sneak that one in. I'll let you have that one. Come on. It had to be done, didn't it? Um, Right, let's start off nice and quick then. What have you had for your tea? Well, again, I'm not going to do the pretentious Chorlton vibe any good here. I had some Your Sushi, but wow. it wasn't from Your Sushi. It was from the co-op, and it was reduced to clear, so it, it balances out a bit. Was it actually Your Sushi, or was it co-op's own sushi? No, it's Your Sushi sell bits in co-op now. You can buy do the they? brand of... Yeah, there's co-op sushi, and mm. the next shelf up, you've got the Your Sushi stuff I've in co-op. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm just going to write that down. Yeah, I've never had that. Do you know what? Sushi's probably my least favourite. If someone said to me, what do you fancy having for tea? Do you know if you were going out? Yeah, yeah. I think sushi would be my least Well, I love it, me, because I'm a greedy bastard, and you can have a lot, and it's still relatively good for you. 
Mm, that's true. And it's tasty. It's in, that, it's in that triumvirate of tasty. You can have a lot and it's not going to kill you. It's a rare sort of uh, rare sector to be in, really. Depends how much soy sauce you put on it, though, as well, I guess. It does. It does indeed. Uh, yeah, well, you, yes. Um, yeah, I had some chicken. It's pretty boring, chicken and rice, really. I'm actually... What's new in your world, anyway? Because the reason that I'm doing that is because I'm going to Morocco on Saturday for two weeks. We were cultural exchange. Uh, two weeks, and it's it's like Ramadan and that over there, so it'd be two two weeks no drinking and stuff like that. Jumping, yeah. Get yourself to an iftar. Get yourself a bit of food. Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing for that. That's the only reason I'm going, really. But, um, yeah, plenty. I don't know. What's it going to be over there? Like hummus, tagine, all that, that sort of stuff. Yeah, tagine. Yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing. That's it. We're from Aki. We don't know Moroccan cuisine that well. I know, yeah. Is Tatsuki sure not... Um, is Greek? Is it Greek? Yeah, I think it might be. I was I was deceived by the name. But Tajin, I'll give you that. Tajin's in olives. there. Couscous. Couscous, yeah. Olives. Olives. Um, um, lots of... I'm imagining lots of meats, like grilled meats. I'm thinking like, a, yeah, like charcoal meats. Yeah. Which is, you know... Absolutely top of the list. Uh, what's new with you? Any, anything new or not? No, nothing new. Just be running away. Um, Live my best life. You know, um, still still adapting to the fact that a man from Accrington wandering the streets of Cholton tends to bring the property prices down, sadly. Uh, yeah, but apart from that, good yeah. for everyone in Cholton. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, it's. Uh, I do appreciate the Stanley more when I go back because you get that vibe where sort of home games become away games in a sense. So when I do go back on the train now, I'll have a few cans on the train and I tend to have a few beers. Yeah. You know, I haven't been to Coley's Bar yet. I couldn't make the Charl- Charlton game, the prior engagement. So I'm looking forward to that, the next home game I can go to. Probably Gillingham this Saturday, actually. But uh, exciting times. Yeah, it really is. And Well, we can we can go into that, can't we, really? Yeah, right away. I didn't get there either, mm-hmm. that Charlton game. And obviously, I'm not going to be there now till um, I come back from from this trip so I think it's going to be looking at it I think it's Burton for me is is it is that Good Friday Burton yeah I think it is yeah so you'll um, be going for a Burton on the Burton game fantastic exactly yeah, yeah. so yeah I'll be, I'm going to be that's the, the first brewers. time I'm going to see it we but um, it looks really impressive doesn't it you yeah, well I've had uh, three separate friends text me saying have you been in that Coley's bar me no them it's too good for us. It's too nice for us. Really? So uh, high expectations. I do like the fact they're opening it pretty much as a pub. So it was open f- for Cheltenham. It was open Friday night. They're trying to get the community sort of involved there. Mm, um, the issue I have with that is how long does that last, I think? Do you know if it's dying There's an novelty death? to it, isn't there, initially? Mm, yeah, there is. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what they do. I mean, I can't see it opening every day, but if you have certain things on certain nights, you might get away with it. That's true. So, yeah, if you have, like they say, the Grand National, Cheltenham, last last week. Yeah, and things like, you know, the supporters clubs meetings will be there, won't they, from now on? Things yeah, like that. Yeah, and all so those events. Uh, and I th- it'll be, a, it'll be um, a nice venue for sort of sportsmen's dinners and stuff like that as well, won't it? Yeah, christenings, birthdays, things like that. That's the aim, really, to, make, to have, a, to have a, a function room that can make a profit away from the football club. That's the aim, I think. It's not just the match day turnover and income. Yeah, and 
I think that I mean, well, they used to do that even with the uh, with the old one, didn't they? But it's really, really sort of it's really marketable that place. It's absolutely brand spanking new. Um, it looks the part. It looks really good. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Must admit. And yeah, I don't know. It's just onwards and upwards, isn't it? That's another outlet for us to make money, and hopefully that that sort of gets spent in the on the pitch as well. Hopefully we see that in the coming years sort of come into fruition and and um, we carry on building the stadium and, and building a decent little team off as well. Yeah, certainly positive. I mean, again, slowly chipping away at the sort of the tin pot image, isn't it? That's been cultivated over the years. Um, a great I facility, did. not just for, for match goers of the club, but a good facility for the town, which is a great thing. Do you think we ever get rid of that Tim Pot feel? Do you think we ever get rid of that moniker? Do you think people just will be known as that forever? Well, I think mud sticks, but I, but I also think, I mean, the Tim Pot thing is interesting because it was a backhanded compliment and it reflected the fact the only reason we were Tim Pot is because the team was so far ahead of the club. You know, three promotions in six years for any non-league team will make them look Tim Pot. Mm. If you take Clitheroe, and get them into League One now, which is basically what Coley's done. They'd look Tim Pot. So I'd rather look Tim Pot and catch up than have the world's greatest stadium and be lingering. So Bradford yeah, are in League true. Two, Stockport and Wrexham are in the conference, aren't they? You know, so I've always took the Tim Pot thing with a bit of salt, but uh, I used to be quite naive and I used to say to people, I don't understand why people complain about the facilities because when I go to an away game, if Stanley get hammered 5 0, I would never turn to someone and go, we lost 5-0, but those toilets, oh, terrific. But I see now that there is a culture of support and there is a, you know, there is a, if you've got a family, for example, that that that, that wants that. You know, they don't find not having hot hot running water charming. They find it, oh, I'm not coming here again. So Yeah, especially when you, you've got to charge League 2, League 1 prices as well. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you, if you were charging 20 quid to go to the cinema and you yeah. got in, and it was someone's house, you know, and they made you sit on a monkey settee and watch a VHS of Rambo, you'd be fuming. Great yeah, film, though, it is. Yeah. And again, it's all about building the image. So people, I think partially because of the facilities, people don't, in the town, sometimes don't realise the level we operate at. So people would say to me, how much did it go on Stanley? You'd say 20 quid and they go bananas because they think it's like paying 20 quid to watch Padium. Yeah, they don't realise you're a, you're a third tier club. You compete against Sunderland, Ipswiches, Portsmouth, things like that. And if we can get that sheen on things, that becomes more sort of apparent. I think. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'd, I'd I don't know about you, but next season I'd absolutely love to go and try. Uh, I don't know, maybe try and get a table there as well with a few of the lads and just have a bit of a knees up in there as well. Yeah, that would be good. And also, let's just take a moment to think about you know it's easy to look back with you know. League One eyes on structures that were built in the Cheshire League and Northwest Counties. You know, people did the best at the time with what they could afford and with the with the resources they had. You know, they weren't to know we'd be in the football league, and mm. there would have been a time when those resort when those resources looked great and were sort of some of the best in the league. So, you know, time marches on. It was sad to to leave the clubhouse, but time marches on. But uh, we mustn't forget that. You know, that clubhouse only became embarrassing through the efforts of John Coleman and the team. It wasn't it wasn't built that way. 
and uh, my hat off to those people who gave the time and effort to yeah I mean I, I think back to when I was a kid as well running around in that little um, that little bar it hadn't changed much even t- till this year but um, some really good times there and some good memories of, of when Stanley really became something really important to me so yeah, you know, obviously, I'm not too sad to see it well, go. It was the first that old clubhouse was the first, the first place I bought a pint when I was 15. Really? Yeah, I was 15. We won the conference, and my dad sent me to the bar, and they wow. served me. So yeah, he's got that distinction. I'll be looking for the uh, the blue plaque on the wall next time I go. Yeah, and uh, and even as 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 close back to the championship winning season. Remember when it was one pound pints in there after the game, and we were all sort of waiting for the league table to come up when we were top, and everyone was celebrating. Some really good videos of that, and yeah, yeah, top notch, top notch. But um, yeah, absolutely, can't wait to get in that new place and and sample. I think they've got Madri as on as well, which is fast becoming a favourite of mine. Yeah, Madri. Sort of uh, semi-owned by Coors, you see in a lot of places now. It's uh, it's quite the tipple. So uh, we'll get in there and we'll sample a few Madris and uh, and hopefully see many wins. And uh, you know, maybe hopefully that 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 Coley's bar can create its own slice of history and be the place where we celebrate. You know, another promotion or another giant killing. Yeah, definitely. I think it has the potential to do that. Um, well, so okay, then thinking about that, let's move on to the team and and sort of where this season's gone to. I think we should probably mention that you know we, you know, I, it's completely on me the fact that we haven't done many of these this season. Um, you know, I do apologise to people, but there's been many a reason for that, and I don't, I, you know, I don't really feel like I've got to massively justify why we're not we've not been doing them, but you know. Um, we've had our reasons, trust me, and soz about that. Um, but yeah, you know, it has been a while since we spoke last time. The season has sort of petered out. I remember last time we spoke, it looked as though we were we were very much in the mix for promotion, as it does in League Two and League One, many, many seasons up until the last couple of months or so. But I think that we can categorically say now that the season has it it has sort of come to a, a bit of a bit of an end. We're 13th currently. We are just quickly grazing at the table. 16 points off the playoffs and we are 17 points off the drop. So we are absolutely perfectly sandwiched into the league, really. Um, on that beautiful 50-point mark, which, um, you know, as, as many of us have said over the years, is the magic number, really. And John Coleman says that himself. Yeah, that's always the game plan. It's always the, the aim at the start of the season, I think. Um, me being pessimistic after, after over 20 years of glory, I always say to you that would you a dip at some point, it has to come. Uh, and I always take four go down, don't they? So I'd always take fifth bottom on goal difference if you offer me at the start of the season. So to be comfortably mid-table, I think we're a little bit blasé these days about how amazing and miraculous an achievement that is. You know, Stockport County down the road from us just under 10,000 on in the conference of the day. You know, there are some huge clubs in League One, League Two, the conference, and, and the conference north, where you see likes of Darlow and Boston and York City dwelling these days. So for us to be mid-table in the third tier of English football, for us to stay up would be miraculous. For us to be comfortably mid-table and in no danger whatsoever is, is one of English football's sort of greatest success stories, really, one of the biggest achievements of the season. But we're so used to overachieving that it doesn't feel that way. You know, well, I mean, football. sorry, go on. 
So it's the old football dichotomy, isn't it? If you're fourth from bottom on the last day of the season and you get a last-minute winner and you stay up on goal difference, it's a great season. But if you're comfortably mid-table, it's boring and people start to get a bit itchy feet and start to complain a little bit. But we can't really complain at what's, what's gone on this season. Some great wins. And, and if you're going to win games, I think it's better to win your home games. You know, keep your home crowd happy. And we've had some great sort of topplings there. Rotherham, when they came to us top of the league on Boxing Day, we've done Wickham there. You know, we're unbeaten in, I think it's eight games at home now. So the crown ground is a fortress. And if we can just tweak our away form a little bit next year, there isn't, a, there isn't any reason why we can't challenge. Yeah, I mean, it, it has been just sort of if, ifs, buts and maybes, hasn't it? Um, it would be it, it would be a little bit silly of us to sort of... Um, to, well, to sort of really... I, I think it's a strange one, isn't it? Because I, th- I think a lot of people have been a little bit vocal about sort of the away form in particular and how it's not really gone our way away from home this season and quite rightfully so. We're going to touch that on that a little bit more in a, in a little while. Um, but it's, it's testament it's testament to Coley's genius that we expect to get to get results. I mean, even somewhere like Plymouth, right? We don't get excited about playing Plymouth now. We don't view them as a big club now. But they are. They're at least a Burnley-sized club. They're getting five figures on. There's nothing near them for 40 miles. You know, they turn up, especially away from home. If the big clubs turn up, we're going to get battered. You know, we need them to have a bit of an off day and for us to play really well. And uh, the fact we, we are used to competing and we expect to go to these places and turn them over is testament to Coley's genius. You look at Morecambe, which we'll come back to later, they're getting 4,500 home fans on this year. We should be... We're more come on, not in terms of gates, but in terms of player recruitment, in terms of the struggle to stay in this league. That yeah. should be us. It's only for the grace of Coleman that we're not. Well, we used to look at Morecambe for a long time with envy as well, didn't we? I mean, even in the last, you know, 10 years ago in League Two, I used to look at them and think, oh, they seem to just be, have the, they just have to shit together a little bit more than we do. Um, which is absolutely untrue. I think it's a strange one. And I think that Stanley are in, um, like I've said, we are going to touch on this in about 10, 15 minutes time, but I think we're in a very, very rare position of a football club where we do have to sort of say to ourselves, and and I am one of these people as well. I am very much um, against the idea of sort of saying, you know, well, we were playing, uh, you know, uh, Lee RMI, 20 years ago so you know just be happy where you are but I do think that we are there is also a sort of an allowance to um, to what we've become but I also am very much not of the uh, I, I very much do believe that we are in that league with these clubs now and and we do sort of hold ourselves to their standards. I just think there's not that many clubs that can sort of say that. And that's why I think it's a it's a difficult conversation around that topic. And I think that that's why people sort of get irate because they have very, very different opinions on it. I mean, you look at that Rotherham Coleman's, game, for example. I think quote a few years ago is, is, is the right one, but he said, you can raise expectations, but you can't lower them. Mm. We've had 20, well, he came in 99, had that, had that little break. So on and off, 23 years of glory now for the club. Four promotions, many, many cup wins, giant killings, one league below Blackburn, one league below Blackburn and Burnley, the way it's going next season. Mm. He's delivered things that were unimaginable even 10 years ago, never mind 20 years ago. He's delivered so much for the club and for the town and he's given 
people who've seen those days, some of the, you know, it's not hyperbole to say there was literally some of the best days of my life down to that man. And I think that's why sometimes when you see, you know, him, him being attacked, when you know he's the reason that we're in a privileged position to have that attack, it can sometimes, you know, it can irritate a little bit or be a bit sort of uncomfortable, you know. Um, well, because- yeah, listen, I was going to, you know, I've just kept. I've just said to you twice. Let's do it in fifteen, twenty minutes. You're going to drag me kicking and screaming into this, aren't you? So let's do it I now. Am. There was an issue on Saturday on on online, I guess, after the Plymouth game. Listen, we got beat four 0 away from Plymouth. By all accounts, absolutely dreadful performance. Um, and at the end, um, I think there was an issue with with. You know, some people believing that the, the players and the coaching staff didn't show the away fans the respect that they deserved, really. Um, and there comes this conversation um, that was then being had by by many, many Stanley fans on Saturday. Um, you have everything that you have just said is absolutely true. Everything that this club knows now. And everything that this club knows in its football is down to that man and Jimmy Bell and the things that they've done in the last 23 years, like you just said there. Um, that does not take away from the fact, I think, that he, he should he should not be above criticism in terms of the day, you know, the um their actions in, in one in one game. You know, if if you think that they've made a bad decision in terms of bringing a player on, if you think that they've they've set up wrong tactically. You know, I think it's a very dangerous situation for a football club to have a manager to be in a position where they can't be criticised. I don't think for one minute that that's what we're saying at all. Um, and I think that maybe things get lost on Twitter, don't they? And mm-hmm. I think that maybe, well, I know for a fact that many points that I make on Twitter sort of go, they're either misunderstood by people or they are completely ignored on purpose by people because some of the replies I get, I, ref- I just think yeah. to myself, why do I even bother trying to explain myself at times? That's n- that's absolutely not what I'm saying. Um, but I think the point that we are both trying to make, and you- you're going to make it much better than I'll be able to in-, in a second or so. And I made this point in December as well on Twitter and I was sort of a little bit uh, chastised for it, I think, by by both people that I don't know and also by people that I do know looking back at that I've, it was a little I was a little bit disappointed with some of the replies by people um but everything that we buy into as a football club and everything that has made us marketable and very in with new people and attracting new fans is because of those two so the two go hand in hand end of and it's 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 not it's not very, it's not very, you know, people can sit there and say, you know, I've bought into this club and I'm, I love it and I love everything about it. You can't then sit there, in my opinion, and call for John Coleman to be sacked when we sit 13th in League One. That is a complete misunderstanding of the Stanley way that everyone talks about and the Stanley family that is the new thing on, on everyone's lips at the minute. The two go hand in hand. And to understand where we are now, I think that you have to understand the part that John Coleman has played in that. I mean, I'll say I said it earlier and I'll say it again. You know, let's take a let's say a random scouser, let's call him Ron Stallman. 
rocked up at Clitheroe next week and had and within 20 years Clitheroe were in League One and they were playing Sunderland and Portsmouth and Ipswich and they finished that 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 season mid-table in League One. You know, as an outsider, if you then saw Clitheroe fans calling for that person's head, it is going to rattle you. But the point you make, you know, no one's immune to criticism. But if Coley didn't make mistakes, he wouldn't be managing us. He'd be a Premier League manager. Same for the players. They don't lose on purpose. You know, and, and it depends on what you expect, I suppose, from, from games. You know, you made the point the other day that when we go away, it's a crack with the lads. It's a day representing your town, representing your borough, representing that badge on your chest. And you hope that you win. But you, you go more in, in hope than expectation. Yeah, I mean, it's a dangerous culture that we're in. I mean, like 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 I said to you before, the point I was making that, you know, if somebody took over Clitheroe FC tomorrow, a random scout called Ron Stallman, and within 20 years, Clitheroe were in League One. And they finished mid-table in League One. As an outsider, if you were to see that support, that, that manager get, you know, get not just criticised, but asked to leave, or you heard sort of get him out, sort of ideologies, that would seem quite shocking. And it does hear a lot of away supporters say to me, I wish we had Coleman. How good's Coleman been for you? Coleman, one of the best managers in the league. And it, it, it's hurtful when, you know, Accrington as a town doesn't always have the best of times. You know, we've had austerity you know, we've had severe poverty. We haven't had a lot to shout about over the last 20 years. And the football club's been a beacon of light for the town and it's given people something to get behind and be proud of and put us on the map. And that is down to the work of John Coleman and Jimmy Bell. If you buy into the ethos of Accrington Stanley and what makes it great, you know, the best bits of non-league combined with the best bits of professionalism, that is down to those two men. And they're not immune to criticism. I don't subscribe to this ideology of, oh, we used to play Congleton, it's fine. It isn't. But they don't lose on purpose. As long as they have a goal, that's all we can ask from them. And it's a dangerous game, I think, to travel to any football match with expectation or the idea you're owed something. You know, this culture of, not not us, but other clubs that you see now where supporters want refunds when they get beat away from home or clubs mm. offer refunds. And you think, well, you don't pay more when they win. Our away form has been very poor all season. The odds were that Plymouth were going to turn us over. I texted my dad in the morning and said, I fancy we'll get battered today. Mm. You know, but you go to represent your town, you enjoy it, come what may. And now and again, when we do get a smash and grab, it's all worthwhile. Um, but to to question us when we're mid-table in League One, I'll say that again, Accrington Stanley Football Club, one of the smallest clubs in the Football League from one of the smallest towns in the Football League, a mid-table in League One mm. with clubs that we think are miles bigger than us. Yeah. Would swap, hands with us swap hands with us, swap places with us in a heartbeat. We need to take stock of what we are, still be ambitious, still criticise certain elements. You can disagree with tactical choice, you can disagree with subs, but in a constructive way and in a way where you're still taking stock of where we are and how well we're doing. You know, If you're used to eating from bins and then all of a sudden someone's buying you sirloin steaks every day and you get used to the sirloin steaks, you might start to kick off because you want lobster now. But the sirloin steaks are coming from someone who found you when you're in that bin. It's very churlish to criticise them. You know, so criticise, but I think there has to be an element of perspective about how far we have come. The journey's not over yet, uh, and we can only continue on that journey if people buy into the ethos when we come together. 
Yeah, and I think that a lot of people have, you know, I've seen a lot of things about sort of, it's not, you know, I feel like I'm not allowed an opinion, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's absolutely not what we're saying. The whole idea of us even doing this podcast was, and me, you know, me doing raw milk before that on Twitter as well. I wanted it to be a really positive place where people just at the end of the day were talking about Accrington Stanley. What happened on Saturday and then the, the, sort of the over um the overspill of it on Sunday. I, f- I find that stuff really upsetting. I don't I don't want to see any of that. And I don't think that it has any place in our football club. I think that you do see it with other football clubs and I I think that they look at em- at, in envy at us in a way because they see that we don't have any of that. And and you know Bol- Paul Baldwin um made a good point as well yesterday where he said the fan base isn't big enough to have these splits in them. Um, it's really not. And, you know, people people are allowed their opinion. Absolutely, 100%. You pay your money, you know. A lot of those lads made that trip on Saturday as well and they were unhappy. Um, but what, what I don't like is is the sort of six-hour bombardment of individual players and, and calling them out on Twitter, you know, quite personally, when realistically those players, I think, are going to see that. And I, I don't really agree with that. And um, and then just to touch on sort of, you know, people are 100% allowed their opinions. Um, but I'll tell you something else as well. I'm fucking allowed mine and um, you're allowed yours. And, you know, if it doesn't agree with another person's outlook, that's absolutely fine. That's what an opinion is. Um, but as soon as we get into sort of people, you know, messaging me you know about personal things and sort of um going into my personal life I find that absolutely unacceptable and I will not stand for that um and that's the stuff that I think needs to stop in our football club bring the opinion bring you bring you you know everyone loves chatting football that's what we all love chatting about in the beer gardens after the games isn't it but um when you're getting into personal stuff about realistically what what is it at the end of the day because i've got a different opinion to you on this slight issue um you know i don't think that's acceptable really and i don't think that we should stand for it as a fan base either yeah i mean it was disappointing that you know you were subjected to to quite a harsh personal attack which is is one on call for and, and two, you know, I'd hope that other other supporters wouldn't wouldn't stand for that behaviour as well. Well, you know, I mean, I've, on reflection of that as well, I mean, I think you know it comes with the territory, doesn't it? I think I I tweet a little bit about politics on on the on the account as well. Some people like that, some people don't. I absolutely understand that, and I think that a lot of the sort of. Uh, sort of the really personal stuff I get comes from the politics stuff because people don't agree with my politics, which absolutely is is fair enough. Um, I don't think it needs to be as nasty as that. I think that another thing that I'd like to say on it is just that there's a lot of people on there that I respect and there's a lot of people that I've grown up with on that platform and there's a lot of people who know me, know you as well and what we stand for as a collective doing this, know my family, know my granddad, know my uncle, my mum, my dad, and know what we stand for as a family and what I would 
what I'd be upset at is somebody seeing that and thinking that it would be acceptable for someone to speak to me in that way and not sort of have anything to say about it. Um, so yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with that. And like I say, it upsets me that sort of thing. Um, but I don't want to dwell on it too much, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd just cut out all that bollocks me because I think it's just bullshit. And like I say, you know, everyone's allowed their opinion, but we're allowed ours as well. So if you don't like it, lump it. It's, you know, it's symbolic of the internet in general, isn't it? You know, well, it's um, society, isn't it? As well, it's yeah, don't, don't say anything to somebody online that you wouldn't say to them in the street type thing, isn't it? And, uh, you know, people are entitled to their opinions, but if you confront that opinion with facts, facts of your own that support your opinion, for people to turn nasty or to twist it into a straw man argument and pretend you've said something you haven't is just just a bit it's just a bit silly, isn't it? At the end of the well, day, well, that that was it on Sunday as well. I wasn't making any sort of particular point centered around any group or any one individual either. I was just saying that over the last five years, wow, as a fan base, we've sort of forgotten where, you know, we've been spoiled. So, yeah, let's talk about then... um, I want us to talk for... We've got a couple of minutes left in this episode then. Um... What have you been? What have been your highlights of the season? Do you think, in terms of matches, in particular? Yeah, not so much the matches themselves because they weren't the best, but I, I've enjoyed renewing renewing rivalries with Morecambe. You know, um, the trip to the bay—it's always good fun, uh, and to come from Tunnel down at home when we all panicked and thought, you know, they've had the glory season, they're giving the Billy Big bollocks about how many they bring away when they usually bring a thimbleful to the to the crown. Not that we bring more over there. I'm just saying that, you know, they, they were going on that. They always bring more, which they don't. Mm. Um, the 2 nil up very early on. You think this could be, this could be humiliating this. We stop so lighting that round. Hmm? Stop lighting your sig. No, I am playing with a lighter. I'll just put it down. <laughs> Itchy hands today. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, to, to go 2 nil down so early on to the, to the old enemy, pull it back and then we really should have won both games. You know, taken two points when we should have easily had six, and in both those games we could have had six goals. So they mm. were they were a highlight for me. Um, also, the Charlton game, you know, away away from home, uh, Harry Pell masterclass turned them over comfortably. It's becoming something of quite a happy hunting ground there. You know, we've got quite a good record there now. Uh, yeah, apart from, from the, apart from the time that we went. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The time we went, we lost to a stoppage time penalty, mm. and uh, Johnny Wallace got attacked. From the Charlton one, <laughs> and the other two times we've absolutely schooled them, including live on Sky last year, and that Charlton fan had a meltdown. Check that out if you haven't seen it. Um, I think he had a meltdown again this time. I'll try and find it. But uh, we've had our oh, arses was... handed to us by Accrington fucking Stanley. Super. Yeah, that was excellent. Um, so that was a great win. Uh, doing uh, Rotherham on Boxing Day, bumper crowd on Boxing Day. Yeah, that we're was the, the one. League. We're struggling, you know. That was a good good crack. That was the one that I was talking about, and it was it was such a good atmosphere that, and it was really good in the in the uh, crown afterwards as well, wasn't it? I brought my uh, Burnley supporting mates on that day, and because their game was off, and they brought their dads, um, 
and it was it was such a good day that um, it's always good. It's always nervous. It's nerve wracking, isn't it? When you bring someone, mm. you're like, please be a good good atmosphere today. You know, make them think it's good. And when they go away and they say things like, "Oh, it's not like this at the turf," or the better atmosphere than he would, you go, "Yeah, this is great." You know, rather than bringing them to a, a nil nil against, you know, dog and duck on a Tuesday night. Um, so yeah, the Rotherham game was great. Just trying to think of other sort of highlights, really. I'd say um, I think that's a good. I think that's a good thing. I think the Morecambe game in particular was decent because I think. Um, it was it was really nice to come back into the game and like you say, probably a little bit disappointing not to win it. Where would you stand in terms of uh, Morecambe and Fleetwood staying in the division? Morecambe, it's a win-win for me. If they go down, I'll laugh at some of the fans giving the big one. Mm. Um, if they stay up, great. I love that derby. Fleetwood could just get fucked. I've no... Yeah, I don't give a shit about those Fleetwood. Games. I don't look forward to them. I don't see them as a rival. They're just fucking animals. Uh, the way they behave with the crown, smashing the bogs up, the little chavy fan base. Um, you know, if it falls on a Saturday, you can have a few beers in Blackpool. That's the only thing I would say about Fleetwood away. But uh, yeah, Morecambe, if it was down to the two, I'd rather Fleetwood went down than Morecambe. Even though we'd more have more fun at Morecambe going down I'd say yeah. the exact same thing. The thing with Morecambe is, it's, it, 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 it used to be, I've said to you before, it used to be a generational thing. So, you know, I've always looked up to Morecambe in a way when we're in non-league, Christie Park, the North Terrace, you wanted to be Morecambe. And as a friendly respect, you know, when they made the conference playoffs, Stanley fans waiting their end with the big flags and things. Mm. And they've always hated us more than we hate them because, you know, it's, there's nothing else there. They've outgrown Lancaster City. Um, but this year they've really upped it. They got fair play done well. Cheap prices got two, you know, two thousand extra fans from somewhere. Fantastic. Good on you. Four thousand at home, superb. But it's this thing of pretending it's always been that way. You know, a few years ago, just like we did. So I'm not giving it Billy Big Bollocks. Just a few years ago, they had less than a thousand on against Colchester, all in. You know, mm-hmm. and we've done the same, but we don't go around pretending the gates have always been a certain way. Well, I and think we they mentioned no, it, didn't we? They, they seem to have this new sort of, they found this new generation of fans, much yeah. like we have this year, actually, we are young lads, but th- yeah. they're very vocal on Twitter, these young boys, that they've always been, you know, getting 4,000 at home, which is just a bit fucking mental. Yeah, and again, we were a little bit, Earlier on in the season, we were a little bit jealous because they were doing all right at the time. They were like mid-table, weren't they? Yeah, they started they off got, really well, didn't they? Yeah, and then they got the crack of having Buxton away. And then after that, they got Spurs away. And they also beat Rovers in the League Cup away. And you thought, fucking hell, here we go. Lucky bastards. But obviously, Stephen Robinson, Aki legend, comes in, sides low, signs a load of cloggers, then runs off back north to Scotland. Uh, always welcome for a pint in the crown, Stephen, if you're listening. Um, and with their running, they play like four of the top six. But I mean, if Derek Adams keeps them up, it'll be it'll be a, 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 a savior job because they look they look fucked to me. Uh, but like you say, you know, there's this new generation who are like we get twice your gates. You only brought seven hundred to us. That's poor. And it's just that thing of enjoy your local team. I'm glad you go, but just just read a book, mm. have a look at the history. Do you know what I mean? Think before you open your mouth. And for that reason, I wouldn't mind seeing them down. But uh, 
we'd all slightly miss the derby. I think if it did go down. I think that's it. I think I really enjoyed that derby this year, and I think both games. And I think I'd love to have that stay in the division. They've had a terrible last month or so, where they've just sort of lamented into what seems like proper relegation form. Um, so if someone put a gun to my head now and said you've got to choose, I'd say I'd like them to stay up, even if it did mean I'd have to put up with an insufferable week of seeing all them lads on Twitter giving it the big I am. And then next year, sort of coming to town like the, the Morkham Mafia. Um, I'd still rather have that game. I, I still would, if I'm honest, yeah. Um, but it would be, it would probably be a highlight of my year as well, just to see them. Well, this was because of that, because of that dynamic. The Morkham games are always good crack. Yeah. But this, the home game, especially this, this season, was the first time for me it's felt like a proper. Yeah, it like, felt like a really lose. big occasion, didn't it? Yeah, must not lose. You've got the you've got the butterflies all week. You're, you're looking forward to it, but also a bit apprehensive. You know, usually it's like, well, if we lose the forty miles away, you're not going to hear about it anyway. Mm. But I thought, no, it, we we have to get we have to get something here, and it'd be a shame to lose that. Because I've always said to you, the one thing I have I have missed about being in the league, I love being in the league, is we've not got like proper needle. Do you know what I mean? We, we sing about Barrow and Alty and Southport, but we've left them behind. You know, Burton's not really got that much needle to it. It'd be good to have a proper, proper rivalry um, with Bury's demise. You know, I've always said to you, I'd love to get something going with Rochdale because how, how close it is. Mm. But then they got relegated. Um, I'd love to have a proper rival rivalry like that. And if, if we can keep that needle with Morecambe in a sensible way, you know, you do get that pre-match nerves and that build-up and must not lose, then it adds to our season, certainly. I think it'd be a really positive thing to, to to have that as well. And I think that, even you know, with us being sort of people that they probably see on Twitter as well, I think it'd be, it'd be quite funny to sort of bump into them and have conversations with them along the way, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, do you know what? Forget about that. I hope you go down... Thank you for tuning into Raw Milk. Our theme music is Mr. Powder by Deja Vega. Our producer is Scott Bolton. Follow us at Raw Milk Zine on Twitter and Instagram and Raw Milk Fanzine on Facebook. You can also download, subscribe and like all of our podcasts at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Up the Reds! Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.